The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Yeah. All right. Welcome to Get It Done Sports Radio with your host, Karif Bird. Our program is an inside look at the total high school athlete and the college recruiting process. And we'll give you a better understanding of who Get It Done Sports is and how we produce a new generation of athletes today. Now, here's your host, Karif Bird, And welcome to Get It Done Sports with Karif Bird and Aaron Brown sitting in today for uh, Brian Hunter. Hey, guys, how are you? Good, good. Very good. I'm going to do something that uh, we don't often do. I'm usually just the engineer behind the scenes here, but I'd like to step out from behind the curtain and talk today about Get It Done Sports. I want to know where this thing started. And let's let's give Carice background again here just quickly for those that may be tuning in for the first time. You've you've played uh, at the University of Georgia and you played uh, pro ball over in Europe. Tell us about all that experience and then how it led into this. Well, when I first uh, finished college uh, back in 2000, which seems like forever and a day when I look at it now, hmm. um, I wasn't sure what I really wanted to do. I really wanted to go into broadcast journalism. That was always my dream hmm. as okay. a little kid. But then as I finished you know, my, my track and my football at University of Georgia, I decided you know, maybe I still want to try this because things didn't quite go the way I had planned or really wanted them to go at the University of Georgia. So I really, really wanted to pursue and kind of get the, the fire out of me, the football out of me, so to speak, right. uh, before it was too late. They didn't knock it out of you, Georgia? <laughs> no, no, sir. I, 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 I kind of wish I had been knocked around a little bit more. Maybe I wouldn't have wanted so to do it as much. But when I left, I, I wasn't really sure. Uh, I went home back to Augusta, Georgia, where I'm from, and I was staying with my mom for a couple of months. And she kind of looked at me and said, hey, uh, Karif, uh, got to do something here. You got to figure something out here. And so I told her what I wanted to do. And because we had talked about it before. And, you know, even during the process, you know, she had told me she was my biggest fan my whole life. Mm -hmm. No matter what, whether it was track, basketball, football, soccer, anything, anything I was swimming, anything I tried. She was always my biggest fan, always supported me through it no matter what. And, you know, maybe she knew I didn't have a chance at certain things, but she was always there no matter what, telling me, hey, just all I'm asking you to do, Kareem, is whatever you decide to do is take care of your books, keep God first, and work hard at it. And if you do that, Good then I'll, 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 I'll always have your back no matter what. So I'll work 24 hours a day if I have to to make it happen for you, but I just need you to do your part. So I came to California. So I decided I was going to work a little bit for a couple months to try to save some money so I can come to California to be around my uncle. You know, he's around football people. He right. played in the NFL for 11 years. He knew a lot of people. So I just wanted to get with some people that wanted to, to work like I did. Like-minded I, people. Yes, yeah. exactly. You know, you always, I was always told if you wanted to, if you had a, a goal or a dream, put yourself in that direction, and things will kind of happen for it. Mm-hmm. My grandmother used to always tell me, you know, something will always come out of your hard work. It may not be exactly what you want, but something good always comes out of hard work because God has a plan for all of us. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm going to stop you there for one second because in the few shows that we've been together here, you talk a lot about good grounding, faith, you know, coming from a good place and how important that is to holding on when the fame does start to come when, or when, when it fumbles and, and along the way and you're not sure and all that stuff. So it sounds like that carried you through this this period of uncertainty here. Oh, always. Because one thing my mom was now, she was, she was a fan, but she was my mom first. <laughs> <laughs> and probably my mom first for A, B, C, D, E, F, and G, and maybe a fan probably for You mean X, she y, wasn't always telling you, oh, you can do anything and it doesn't matter and you, just w- it's all going to come? And- well, once you got to 2208 Buckingham Drive, Augusta <laughs> Joy 30906, you were... Karif Bird, Lisa Bird's son. You were no longer the person that everyone else talked about. That's fine. That's great. Enjoy the deal. But when you get in, you get in the car and we go home, you're not that person anymore. Let me tell you. And when you're and when you're not in the house, you still still better be the person I made you. Yeah, right. So she was she was always really tough about. And one of the things I think too, with her, she came from a uh, you know a military background. Mm. Uh, her her brother had played in the NFL, so she's seen this road before. She had been down this road before, not per- from a personal perspective, but having watched her, her younger brother do the same thing. Right. And she would, you know, my family really stressed education. That was the number one thing. If you don't have grades, you don't play, you know, because there used to be a time where, you know, the NCAA didn't crack down on things like they do right now as far as grade situations, schooling and stuff I'm like that. I'm telling you, I went to the university. I'm older than you are. I went to the University of Michigan in the 70s, way back when. And there were courses. I actually stumbled onto one of them by accident. I signed up for one, and the professor said, are you a football player? I said, no. He said, you're a basketball player? I said, no. He said, why are you taking this class? I said, well, it sounded interesting. He said, no, this is just, a, this is just for athletes. And I since found out that they had lots of classes. They basically didn't have to do much. They turned in one paper. They passed. You know, it was kind of a joke just to get them through school. Well, you know, like I said, I wasn't around her in those times. When I got to high school, it was, it, it, things had changed. The clearinghouse had come about. You know, you had to take certain classes in high school. And actually, in the state of Georgia, for the class that graduated in 95 on, mm-hmm. which I graduated in 1996, from 95 on, you had to take a test called the graduation test. Mm. And if you didn't pass the graduation test, you could have made straight A's all through high school, yep. done well in the SAT or SAT, whatever your cho- uh, ch- uh, test of choice was. Mm-hmm. You didn't graduate. Yeah, same thing here in California. You, you know, know you, they put that extra thing on there because too many kids were just getting pushed through without really learning true, anything. True, and you, you know, you didn't graduate. There was a few people. Now you could walk, but you you had a you got the diploma, but it had a piece of paper in it, but it wasn't a diploma. Yeah, right. And so a lot of people, a lot of people didn't graduate, and it kind it kind of I don't want to say use the word messed some people up, but there were some guys that came to Georgia with me that were not qualifiers right away because they hadn't passed a graduation test. And they give you that. a couple of times to take it. And since then, I know the test has got, when I took it, it was just math and English. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty, I don't want to say simple just for the people that didn't pass, but it's gotten a little bit more extensive now. There's science involved. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, the different, you know, uh, you know, government type stuff. Uh, you know, there's history involved. So right. those things that you don't know, or you haven't studied, it'll show. All right, well, let's wind back up to, so you, you've got, you, went, you got a scholarship to the University of Georgia and played football and track there, right? Yes, sir. And then out of that, you, you weren't offered uh, an immediate shot to go on and do something else, and you kind of wobbled and said, I'm not sure if I'm going to stick with this or not. So you came out to California. Came to California. I began working with a guy by the name of uh, Lucius Smith. Uh, and I had known Lucius since, you know, the early 80s, since like 1980. 
when he played uh he played with my uncle so i'd known him for years and with he the rams has, with the rams right. yes sir <clears throat> and he had started he was training uh young athletes he's actually still doing it today uh shout out to lucia smith uh lose training systems he he, he said well get Kareem on out here i got some guys he had a few guys he was working with at the time uh DB uh, by the name of Todd McMillan, who was actually with the Bears mm, yeah. at the time. And so I started working out with those guys, just trying to get a look. You know, I, and at the time, you know, obviously I said I wanted to play in the NFL, but I knew my skills weren't polished enough for that quite yet. Mm-hmm. So I spent a little time, you know, working out uh, with those guys, you know, ended up playing in, in Europe uh, the next, the following year. And how did you get that gig? Uh, th- there was a guy who was on the show actually a couple weeks ago. His name was uh, Steve Calhoun, and he had been over there for about the time he had been over there. I think this was like year 11 for him, mm-hmm. and he was trying to wind down. And so his coach uh, was going to be out this way, and he said, hey, man, co- coach, I got a guy I want you to take a look at. I've been working out with him. He's real good. He can run. He runs good routes and, you know, play University of Georgia. So he came out, worked me out. He said, I'll take him right oh, on the spot. He said, I'll, I'll take him. I take around the spot, and then, so he calls me. Coach called me that night. Says, "Hey, I want to sign you." Um, the money wasn't that great, but it was an opportunity to continue to uh, do something that I loved. Right. So I went over to Europe. I uh, spent a little while over there. Played with Steve. Um, it was it was fun. I had a good time. Where did you play in Germany? Uh, it was in Germany, yes, sir. How it, many and how many? I really don't know anything about European football other than it exists. How many countries? How many teams? Um, there's probably in Germany. Ooh, there's a lot actually. More than people would, would, would think. There's probably, and I'm going to guess because I, I don't know quite for sure. I'm going to guess there was probably about, there was about 50 teams maybe. Wow. And they're all just within the Just German. within Germany. Okay. I mean, and I, and I, I could, but there are some teams that are, you know, they're second league, third league. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously I was in the first league, but there's, they go up to like division, like kind of like high schools, mm-hmm. kind of, because they're club teams, just like the club soccer mm-hmm. is over in Europe. It's, it's kind of the same thing. And what kind of turnout do they get? Um, you know, pretty decent little turnout. They play in nice stadiums. The fields are very well groomed. They have the best fields. And then Germany has the, the worst weather ever. <laughs> but they have good fields. They're very, very well groomed. I mean, you would, you would think that because we have such good weather here in California, the fields would be the best, but they're not. Hmm. But in Germany, those fields look like putting greens. Oh, really? And they have okay. the rain, the worst weather. I mean, and so all this, because it's a soccer. Yeah, right. So they, they, they took their soccer very serious, and everything was very well kept up. And so, I mean, how many people would come out for a game? Um, thousand, 10,000, I would say, you know, the first game I played, I think there was probably about, you know, 5,000 maybe. Really? I, okay. I would guess. It was, it was for, a pretty for good. American-style football. It was, a, it was a pretty good turnout. Now, most of the guys are German, mm-hmm. Germans or Europeans. Because you can only uh, the rule was you could only have, oh, I see. two uh, two Americans on the field at the same time from your team, mm-hmm. and we're all labeled. Mm-hmm. Like we had to have a uh, a patch on us that said had an A on it, <laughs> and you could. And what the rule? What, well, here's the thing: if kind of like could, the scarlet letter, people can kind, boo at you and say, kind of, kind get of, that yeah, American yeah, out of here. Kind, kind of. <laughs> well, I don't want to say that, but yes, but yes, you did a scarlet letter, and you could have two Americans. And one European or three Europeans and no Americans or, or, or some rule like some that. Some combination. You could okay. have more Europeans. If, you had a, if, one of your, if one of your non-Germans was a European, I think you could have one more of those than an American or so, some, some weird rule. But anyway, so I, I, play, I played over there. It, it was fun. I, wasn't, I didn't really want to go back. Um, I did get hurt a little bit. 
which was something that was rare for me. I did get hurt a little bit, and I didn't really mm-hmm. want to go. So I had to miss a good little bit of the season at that time. So and I, and I didn't really want to go back. So I so I came home. I actually came home early, right? Um, because of it. But you know, I didn't really want to go back, and I just I just had an opportunity to play. I got my feet wet back in with football. And I just really wanted to shoot for what we call down south the gusto at that time. <laughs> go for the gusto. So I came back, and when I came back. I was here probably for about three, four months, and then I met a, a, a guy. Um, his name was Arthur Valdez. Okay. And he came to me and says, hey, Karif, I want you. He saw me at a camp. It was actually at Vince Ferragamo's uh, football mm-hmm. camp that he used to have on Saturday Academy used to have. He says, Karif, I like what you're doing with the kids out here. He said, I want you to, um, you, you ever think about coaching? You know, you know, no, sir. That that's not really my thing. I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not into into coaching. I don't want. To. I did at the time. I just didn't feel comfortable. Right. With with my personal knowledge of the game and being able to transfer it over to uh, being able to transfer it over to to to, to other people. Else. Yeah, to, right. to, to other people. I just, I just wasn't comfortable with it. So he he all, he came to me and he says, "Hey, man, well, you really ought to think about that." So somehow he got my phone number. I don't know. I guess he, Vince gave it to him. I, I mm-hmm. never did. I never did research it to find out why. But he gave. He got my phone number. Must so get Vince Ferragamo, the the Rams great on the on the yeah. horn here, and yes. has to tell us the story. Well, I, I don't. I don't think he knows though. That's the thing. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think he knows. I don't think he'd even remember. <laughs> so, I, I the guy called me on that Tuesday, and we ended up talking for like two hours. I remember it too because it was it was it was light when we started, and it was dark when we ended. <laughs> So he, he called me, we talked, and then he says, hey, you got a real gift and whatnot. And I said, you know, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. But I work. I'm trying to do some other things right now. So that just really wouldn't fall, fall into the into place for me. To, you know, it's, not, it's just not in the cards right now. Right. So the next week he sees me again, and he says the same thing. And then that following Tuesday he calls again, and we start talking. And then when he calls that, that Tuesday we talk, then I see him the following Saturday. He comes to me, and he shakes my hand, and he has a $100 bill in it. Mm. So I look over. I caught your attention. Yeah, I look. I look. I look at the hand. It says, "Now you got my money, so you have to be here at such and such time." <laughs> so I showed up. I, I said, "Well, I said, well, I, I can't be there until such." That's fine. Just come, you know, at five o'clock if you can, and, and we'll be on the field. And I'll have a few more boys there for you as well. So I show up, and funny story is, it was it was it was Matt Barkley, the SC quarterback. Wow. Who just who's at the Eagles now? It was Khalid Holmes, who's actually playing for the Indianapolis Colts. Right now, and then a couple of uh, Andrew Abbott was there, and there were who just finished up at UCLA, and Carlo Valdez, who played two years at UCLA, and actually is the Catalan now. They 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 were there. Wow. Those are among the kids that were there that day. I'm thinking there's going to be like some snotty nosed kids no, there. No, the, the, huh? the, these were these were kids that ended up being really really good players, and obviously they're getting checks for it right now. Mm-hmm. So I show up, I work the guys out. Um, we work out. He says, can you be back here next week? I'll have some more kids for you. And so, you know, just to make a long story short, I mean, that's kind of where it started. But at the time, I didn't really see myself doing this for a long time. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm just going to do this for a little while, make a little money to kind of hold me over because I had another job at the time, too. And I'll just do this just to hold me over and then I'll go play football when, when, when the call comes. Right. No, All right. Well, we got like a minute left before we go to a break time here. So what I want to do is when we come back out of the break, I want you then to talk about you obviously have some gift for this. You obviously feel called to this now here. And let's talk about how, how you discovered that, that talent, that calling to be a coach, 
and how you built it into Get It Done Sports here. So we'll come back uh, out of the break, and we'll talk about that. Is that a deal? Sounds good. Okay. All right. We're going to get it done right after this. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. Let's do it. Get It Done Sports is one of the top sporting event facilitators and athletic trainers in the country. Get It Done Sports works with athletes to become the best they can be through speed, agility, and weight training, as well as junior high and high school football camps. Get It Done Sports provides an environment that fosters teamwork, discipline, responsibility, respect, family values, and of course, hard work. With specialized instruction and programs, low athlete-to-coach ratios, and an encouraging learning environment, every athlete gets the level of attention required to improve their skills. At Get It Done Sports, our objective is to develop the next generation of leaders, citizens, and athletes who will become the role models in our communities. For more information about Get It Done Sports training and football camps, please go to www.getitdonesports.com. In life, there are those who make excuses and those who get it done. You only live once. Get it done. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time. On the Voice America Sports Channel, the talk doesn't get any hotter. Find out which guests are being featured this week. Read our network press releases and read the blog posts from your favorite hosts. Go to iradioblog.com today. Powered by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. You are tuned in to Get It Done Sports Radio with Karif Bird. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Please call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to info at getitdonesportsradio.com. Now, back to the show. All right, we're back from the break with Karif Bird giving us the lowdown of how he moved from being a player at the University of Georgia to a professional football player in Europe to a coach and it sounds like that happened kind of by accident here you know people pulled you into it you weren't sure if this is really what you wanted to do or even if you could do it but suddenly you're working with you rattle off a whole bunch of names kids that went on to be very successful and everybody started to see something here when did you start to see it when did you see this could be this could be something well I think you know honestly when I was younger I think people used to always tell me that, but I didn't want to hear that. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't want to hear. No, know, I want to be the coach. I want to be, be the, the coach. Player. I want yeah. to be the player. And if I'm going to be right. the player, I want to be the owner. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> I don't want to hear I'm going to be the coach. I don't right. want to do that. I didn't want to be the coach. I didn't Because when I saw coaching when I was younger, you know, they had the little PE shorts. <laughs> 
you know, <laughs> some the fat little, guy with the, little, <laughs> with, the, with the little button up deal with the you know this shirt tucked in that was really right. tight. Okay. And you know the socks up to your knees and the little white shoes and that that's, little. That's and, why Karif pulled away from the microphone there because he was showing us here visually in the studio here. He was he was playing out the whole role here. Of that, you know, the big I, fat I, coach with I, the I whistle. Did, I, I didn't exactly. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't want to be that guy. Are you kidding me? So. I started to work with those guys, and then I actually went to a, a, a camp that summer. Mm-hmm. And I had just come down to Newport to do a couple of training sessions. I wasn't here, you know, here, here. I just come down to do a couple of training sessions. It was really just with those guys. So after I did that, I went to a football camp uh, that summer, and it was uh, for Leard Hayes. Um, he'll actually be a guest here in a couple weeks. Okay, um, He's an NFL referee. And he has this camp. It's the oldest running quarterback receiver camp there is in the country. It's on like year 51 or something. His dad started it when he was hmm. when he was like eight. But he, he has that camp. And he invited me up to come work it. And when I was working it, I met a guy. His name was Kirk Norton, um, who I actually call Uncle Kirk now. I mean, he's just... You know, this seems to be the story of your whole career here. I met a guy. I yeah, met a guy. You, you, and then yeah, I met a guy. I always, always tell you, you have to be meeting people. And I've been like, you know, the funny thing is I've been like that my whole life with stuff. I still have friends now. I have a friend, some friends that I met on a cruise when I was 14 years old. Oh, my. And guess what? I still talk to them today. That's crazy. Today, still. Matter of fact, one of them actually has his own radio show up north. Um, shout out to the Bear Rocks Merced. Okay. Uh but so he, he came to me and says, hey, you know, I started talking to him. He said he's from Newport. I said, really? I said, well, I've been training some guys. And he actually knew some of those kids. He said, oh, okay, well, come on down. I'll get you some more. Come to Newport. I said, I want you to come to Newport. I'll take care of you. You know, people say, oh, I'll take sure, care of you. Time, you know? yeah. And you know, honestly, my, my, my pockets were empty at the time. <laughs> so I, I come to Newport. I came back to Newport. He, you know, this was, he took me to the other side of the bay. He says, hey, I'll take care of you. I'll get you some more guys. And you know what? He has done that. Now, here he has been doing this since that day. Because I, I actually didn't call him for like a month That's or so. Amazing. I didn't call him for like a month or so. Well, you know, people say why things. Why do you think he did that? Because he was running his own camps. Why is he Well, no, 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 no. He wasn't, he wasn't himself running. He just ran a little. He was working the camp. I see. And, okay. and, Lear, and Lear doesn't run camps. He, run, he runs the camp, but he doesn't do outside training like I do. Right. He just runs the camp for the summer. He Something his dad started. He wants to keep it going. And, you know, he's an NFL referee. So, that, right. so that's okay. kind of where... It came about. This guy just was a youth coach. He says, "Hey man, come on down, come to practice. Give me a call." He gave me his number, and it took me like a and I, you know, for some reason I don't know why, but it took me like a month and a half to call him. I was a little nervous. I don't know why, hmm. but you know, and then finally I did call him. He's like, first thing comes out of his mouth. I guess he must have my number saved in his phone. He said, "You never called," <laughs> yeah. and I was like, "Well, I didn't. You know, I wasn't sure." He said, "Man, look here. Let me just tell you something about me." I said, "If I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it." Right. And his name he was gets, he gets it done. Yes, his name was Kirk Norton. When he said, when he says, oh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna do it. And you know what? He did. He he took me, had me around his team, kind of made me an assistant. I came by, uh, you know, twice a week to work with the kids, and we had a good time. And you know, and I got to know his son a lot better. I got to know some of the other kids. So, you know, some of them are mm-hmm. in college now, they're finishing up, but he introduced me to a lot of people, a lot of good people. And it wasn't it wasn't, you know, about, you know, the money. For me, it was more about the knowledge, like yeah, hel- hel- helping me understand how to 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 network with people and how, how to get a coach. It. exactly. So he, he he did that for me, and he's still doing it today, as a matter of fact. But he did that, and then after that, it just kind of it just kind of took off, and I said, you know, well, here's the thing, 
I have this great idea, but I don't really have a, a plan. Like I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I can see it, but I don't know how to, how yeah, to make and, it happen. And, you know, like I said, my, my pockets were a little, a little shabby. <laughs> they, were, they, were, they, were, they were empty. So I, I was there here for about a year doing some things, trying to set some groundwork. But at the time, I still really just wanted to play. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to play. I, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that was my main goal. I wanted to play. So I started working out uh, up in L.A. with the guy. Um, he was training Chad Johnson, uh, Terrell Owens, wow. T.J. Husmanzada, um, David Terrell. You're dropping some names yeah, he, here. He coached. All, he was training all those guys. So he allowed me to get in. Um, legendary wide receiver coach, uh, Charlie Collins. He allowed me to get in. So I got in with those guys. And, boy, let me tell you something. You have no idea how quick and fast those guys are sometimes until you actually get an opportunity to be around it. And I was around great players at Georgia, you know, you know, one of the best DBs ever to play the game, Champ Bailey. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, Deshaun Jackson just said yesterday he still thinks Champ's the best corner in the game 15 mm. years later. Wow. Uh, you know, he, he's trained all those guys and you're watching their, their work ethic. Like, I don't think I think some people like you may look at Chad and say his antics that he that he portrays about himself off the field, mm-hmm. that he's that's what he is about that. But it's not, though. I mean, he actually really, really works hard. Like he spends his day, you know, for the ca- the camera is a small, it's a small part of his life. It's very small. I mean, and you, some of them think that's how they get yeah, attention. Yeah, you, you, you get leads you get, to bigger deals. And exactly, endorsements. You, you, and stuff. you you get about five minutes of camera time. You know, you you think about it. You watch a five minute clip or a three minute clip on him, and he's acting crazy, he's saying, "Oh, I eat at McDonald's and that kind of stuff." <laughs> but you don't realize, you know, it's, it's, that's five minutes. You know. There, there's 23 hours and 55 minutes still left in the day. <laughs> right, exactly. And I can guarantee you he spent probably about eight hours a day working, training his body. All right, so you're up there working with some serious people, Terrell Owens and Chad Johnson, people like that. And you're still thinking, I am going to play. Did, when did, how did coaching stay involved? Here? Well, see, that, that's the thing, though. I was, I was trying to ignore that part. Like, I didn't, I didn't want to hear that part. Mm-hmm. I, you tell me that, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. So I bounced around in the arena a little bit from from that, uh, and it still just kind of it was clicking, but it wasn't clicking. Mm-hmm. And so, but in the meantime, I was still staying busy with with what at the time wasn't even get it done. It was just Kareef Bird. Mm-hmm. So fast forward, you know, I played, you know, kept playing a little bit. You know, I was you know in a couple two days with some arena teams in camp. Mm-hmm. You fast forward to... That's a fast game, too. Oh, it's very fast, and that wall is not friendly. <laughs> so you fast forward to 2008. Okay, a couple of years ago. Yeah, 2008. I had a camp. It was for a league out here in California. And I had said, you know, they want to do a camp. They wanted me to come out and just do a little football camp. I said, well, let's do this right here. I said, it's kind of late notice. For us, I mean, this is like a day, you know, like a month. I said, you know, why don't we do this? Mm-hmm. I said, for all the kids that you supported me on and sent me to help me train them over the years, my appreciation will be I'll get my crew together and we will have a free one day football camp wow, for you guys and your, for you guys in your league. For this. We'll have a free football camp. I'll get the shirt sponsored. Uh, I'll get some sponsors to come in. It'll be a donation for the league as well. And you guys have your kids come out for free. So, you know, even doing that, you don't really know how many people are going are gonna to show. Um, I went and bought 150 shirts, and all 150 were gone. 
um, 150 kids. I think the entire league showed up other than probably maybe 20 guys at the time. And they had like 180-something kids. So like 150-something kids showed up. We had to camp. And after that, it was just kind of – after that point, it just – I couldn't – there was there, – Couldn't I, say no. I couldn't say no any, anymore than that because my phone started ringing. Um, then other leagues started asking me to come in and do camps and things like that. It just was one of those things. But I still had no sh- no structure really. Like mm-hmm. what – what is my niche? Right. You, you have to what, have that's some what kind I want to exactly where I wanted to get to because how many camps are there? I I've oh, there's, never played. There's uh, there there's everyone's got a camp. You know, every, everyone has every a, ex player, everybody with a dream, everybody every, with right. everybody has you know a training philosophy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think Steve Calhoun said it best a, a few weeks ago when he was on the show. He says, "Hey, you know what? Everyone comes with these new." Ideas. It's not that my idea is anything new or anything different. It's just I focus on the details. Mm-hmm. And for me, I focus on the details. What do the kids want? Okay. And then what do they need? Mm-hmm. You know, kid, kids want, they, they want exposure. They want to know that when I spend, you know, X amount of dollars, where is this going to get me? Mm-hmm. Not just, you know, and like you same thing with coaching sometime when you're coaching young people, everyone just says, hey, you can go set up ladders, cones, and, and hurdles and things like that, but we're just running through them. But how is this helping me? Mm-hmm. You, got, you have to be able to get across to the kids how is this helping me, mm-hmm. which is where we, where we are now with, with the college camps and the and exposure camps. How is this going to help me? Well, so, it's going to help you because – So you, answer that question. How does it help you're, you're getting to the point where you can get in front of coaches where you wouldn't otherwise be able to do so. I'm talking, about, uh, you, talking about high school kids, high, high school kids, high school getting kids. in front of here, college coaches. Here, here's the main thing for me. For me, for me, a majority of the time, once a kid has, my goal is to get you in school. After I get you in school, I'm out of it. Okay. I don't. I don't. I don't want. I You're don't, just there to transition them from I'm, high school to college. I, I, I want to get you in the school. You know, because here's the thing. I would love for every one of the kids that I that I that I that I work with. Or that I, you know, like people say that you touch. Mm-hmm. I would love for all of them to get a check for playing this game or any or any sport, basketball, mm-hmm. you know, soccer, whatever it may be. I would love for you to get a check for that. But the but the chances of that happening are I could train a thousand kids, ten thousand kids over my lifetime. If I get one that goes on and makes this as a living, yeah. I consider myself to be one lucky trainer. Wow. And that's a, that really puts it in perspective. It kind of reminds me when I came out to California, I wanted, of course, to be an actor or something like that. And I quickly read a statistic that said of the handful, there's like, I don't know, whatever, X number of people in the Screen Actors Guild, less than 20% of them make $20,000 a year or more. And these are the people who already got in the guild, which means they already had real jobs and everything. How about the billions of people that never even got on screen and got a credit? And, right? I, and I think people relate TV to money, and it's not always the case. No. People relate you know, music or albums and, or CDs. Big gap between now. that top 1% that gets you know, gazillions and the rest of the working class that, that you know, struggles to make a living at it. And I suspect it's the same way in pro sports too. Yeah, just you know, so you know, the, the guys, my I, I tell them, hey, look, man, I well, my my goal is to give you the opportunity, 
to succeed at get it done. That, that's, that's, that's what we're trying to accomplish. We want to give you the chance to succeed. I want to put you in, in, in situations and give you opportunities so that you can be successful. Now, what you decide to do with it at that point is strictly up to you. Right. But I don't want you to ever say that, hey, get it done and give me an opportunity Wish to I'd succeed. Wish I had a chance. If only I, I could have been a contender. Exactly. Because I'm, I'm going to talk to you about grades because that's important. Because I see a lot of kids get left behind because they didn't take care of their schoolwork. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I see a lot of kids because, you know, the, the choices that they make, you know, attitude-wise. And mm-hmm. people don't realize the things that you do today can affect you for a lifetime. We've talked a lot about that in the shows that I've been with you. Yeah. And, and, and I want you to just touch on that a little bit more because it takes more than talent. People think, I am a gifted athlete. I am going to go all the way. Well, maybe you will. But just like with acting, it takes more than talent. Talent's just the, the ante that gets you into the game. That's just the buy-in. Everybody at that level has talent. Everybody can play. Yeah. Every, everybody can run fast. Everybody can jump high. You know, everybody was all state or all league where they right. came from. What separates you from the rest of the group? You, you always, hey, it's just the same thing in, in the workforce. It's like I just said, you know, about the camps. What is your niche? Mm-hmm. What do you do that's different from what everybody else is doing? Mm-hmm. You know, how, how it might be your work. Exactly, exactly. How, how are you going to help me? And that's the same thing that for me, it's the reason why I said, I, you know, I, when I get to college, you know, I, I, I step away from I'm, I'm not I'm not in it as much. My focus is different at that point. Mm-hmm. Really, well, at that point, I want you to graduate so we can get a good job, because I want you when you finish we get it done. And I want you to say all those workouts where you were sweating and sometimes you were vomiting and sometimes you were sore and sometimes you were dead tired. I want you to say to yourself, you know what, this because you're going to deal with stressful things in the workforce. You're going to have a family. You're going to have kids. I want you to say, hey, you know what, this is easy for me because I've been through get it done. And once I if I if I can get it done there, I can get it done anywhere. Give me a couple other examples. We've got two minutes to the break here. Give me some other examples. Bad, great. What, what, what keeps kids from realizing the dream beyond lack of talent? Kids got talent. We're going to take that as a given. He was all state. He was all these awards and everything else. Now, what makes one kid go on and one kid stop? Give me, um, give me well, some you know, stops. I will, I, will say, I will say this, and I, I'm going to say this one before the break because I want to get into something else is along the lines of that when we come back. Okay. Um, grades is obviously one of them. Uh, it's probably the biggest thing I see sometimes is, is great. You know, guys don't take, they wait until it's too late mm-hmm. to decide that, hey, I want to take schooling seriously. Mm-hmm. And the NCAA is not in the position right now to help guys. They're trying to eliminate certain people that, you know, they, they want, they're not looking for reasons to, to bring you in, they're looking for reasons, you know, not to. And what a, what, a, what a bad excuse that you don't make the team because you got bad grades. Because you, you didn't take care of things. You know what, here's the thing, I'll tell you this about life. Control the things that you can control because there are going to be so many things in life that you have no control yeah, over. Right. You know, I have no control over what the weather's going to be like tomorrow. But I do know today's a good day. My grass needs to be cut. Let me go ahead and take care of that. Well, I can't control the fact that the advertisers want to get paid here. So we got to take another break and we're going to come back right after this uh, message from our sponsors and hear more of the pitfalls that keep people from making it all the way, that keep them from getting it done right here on Get It Done Sports. We're making-
making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Let's do it. Get It Done Sports is one of the top sporting event facilitators and athletic trainers in the country. Get It Done Sports works with athletes to become the best they can be through speed, agility, and weight training, as well as junior high and high school football camps. Get It Done Sports provides an environment that fosters teamwork, discipline, responsibility, respect, family values, and of course, hard work. With specialized instruction and programs, low athlete-to-coach ratios, and an encouraging learning environment, every athlete gets the level of attention required to improve their skills. At Get It Done Sports, our objective is to develop the next generation of leaders, citizens, and athletes who will become the role models in our communities. For more information about Get It Done Sports training and football camps, please go to www.getitdonesports.com. In life, there are those who make excuses and those who get it done. You only live once. Get it done. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time. On the Voice America Sports Channel, the talk doesn't get any hotter. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. You are tuned in to Get It Done Sports Radio with Karif Bird. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Please call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to info at getitdonesportsradio.com. Now, back to the show. All right, we're back for our final segment here with Karif Bird from Get It Done Sports. And we're talking about the things that keep kids from getting it done. We talked about grades and kids not paying attention that, hey, I'm going to be a pro athlete. I don't need to study history and science. The heck with that. Yeah, well, if you want to get through college, if you want to get to college and then get through college to get to the pros, you better pay attention to that, right? Oh, most definitely. I think that, you know, and, and, and just to give some kids, you know, I have kids now. I just sent a kid off uh, this past uh, summer. Who is he is the first person here it is 2013. He's the first kid in his family to go to college. Wow. So sometimes when you haven't gone to college. And nobody has. Nobody has the experience around you. you. So, you don't. sometimes it's not a it's not a push for that as much. And sometimes it is. But a lot of times it's not because you don't see you don't necessarily see the importance of these things because, you know, you haven't been around people who have done so. And And that's not a knock or it's not an excuse either. But. That those are things outside influences play, play play a huge role in the outcome of things. This is why I always say, you know, to be careful of the company you keep, because usually that represents the type of person that you are. Yeah, is that all the time true? No, but don't get caught up in their world and their thing. Ex- exactly, because you know you're going to have negativity. You're going to deal with people who, you know, the, the world 
that we live in is not a world that wants to see people be successful. We live in a very cynical society that does not want because I can't if I can't do it, I don't want you to do it either. Right. And people, you know, let's this, this just be honest. We live in a, a society where there are people that are lazy. So because they're lazy, they don't want you to do anything. You're going to have friends that are going to that are going to dog you. You're going to have people around you that are not going to believe in you. are going to have people that are their main focus is to bring you down. A lot of people spend a lot of time, more time than they you shouldn't at all. But more time than is I don't understand trying to bring someone else down. But you have to be strong enough. Well, it explains why they'd, I didn't make it, so I'm going to explain why everybody... If, if nobody makes it, then we're all okay. But we're okay. if you make it and I don't, then i got to look at myself and say, what happened? Yeah, and, and, and no one wants to look at their, themselves in a down. Even though inside you may believe it, you, you may know it, but no one wants to really believe that about themselves. No. So confidence and trusting in yourself plays, to me, the biggest role in making it. All right, so two questions. One... How do you stay confident when people say, you suck, you suck, you suck, they cut you, they don't play you, they do all this stuff over and over again. Uh, how do you stay confident? And the second part, how do you teach kids in a camp to be confident? You know, you, and it's not really a formula that you have. You just have to be that positive reinforcement for some people. Because for some people, you may be the only voice that they're going to hear that's positive. Mm-hmm. You know, and here's the thing. Even if you don't make it, you can't look at it as a, as a failure. You have to look at it as, did I give everything that I had to it? And if I did, if you can look at yourself in the mirror and say, hey, I did that, then to me that is success. Success is not me- measured by stats and dollar signs. It's nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's, not, it's not at all. Because here's the thing. I know some people that don't make much money at all, but they're happy. They got great family. Mm-hmm. In their eyes, that is success because I know a lot of people that have a lot of money that are unhappy. I mean, we read about people all the time. So would you, would you agree with this statement that there are people today playing professional-level sports or college-level sports that there's better players out there than them that didn't make it? Oh, oh I 100% agree with that. I mean, so just I, being the best at your position, I'm the fastest, I got the best time, doesn't guarantee that you're going to get that college scholarship or that you're going to even get to play I, I, when you get there or that you're going to get drafted when you get out. I can tell you right now, there's a kid walking around. I, I'll just say Florida. I won't say what city. Mm-hmm. Walking around F- Florida right now. Well, he's not a kid anymore. He's probably about 37. But walking around Florida right now, that would have been an NFL all-pro running back. Wow. Had he been able to take care, take care of the little small thing <laughs> yeah. in school. He had the talent. Had the, man, he was, I mean, he could, it was natural for him. He's not the only one. Yeah. I know quite a few, but there's a kid right now I always think about, I won't say his name, but I look, I always think about it and I always ask guys, how's he doing, how's he doing? He, he just didn't want to follow the rules. Yeah. He wanted to do his own thing and that's and what, he, that's that's what, he's, what doing. he's doing. He's now, doing. does he regret it? I don't know. Yeah. I, you know, I, I haven't seen him in years. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, and I, and if I did, I wouldn't ask him. But, you know, I'm looking, I'm thinking, this guy, it was so, I mean, I would have, I would have, have cut my arms off to have his ability. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just how good this guy was. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but then you have those guys, but there are guys who have the best talent and they work their butt off. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, I'll, I'll go back to Champ Bailey, you know, year 15, you know, you know, you know, 12 all pros, 13 all pros, and, you know, you know, 13 Pro Bowls, and he's, he's still playing good football, and he has the best player I've ever played with. 
in any sport for that matter. So give me some other hurdles here that you encounter or have seen over the years. We talked about grades. We talked about inner confidence or attitude. I suppose that goes along with it. You're just impossible to coach. You're very talented, but coaches just won't bother with you. I'm not going to put up with that nonsense. Well, you know, when you when you talk about coaches not wanting to deal with certain things, you got to understand that sometimes your your antics can outweigh your play. Mm-hmm. Now, if your play outweighs your antics, then it's a little bit of a different story. You know, people are it's the whole, uh, you know, the whole beautiful the whole package. Yeah, the whole the whole cute girl, ugly girl syndrome. You know, <laughs> if she if she if she's cute, you know, she can have an attitude. That's what they're saying. It's not me. This is what they say. She's a cute. She. Can, I heard that about you. Yeah, crazy. she. she <laughs> You'll put up a little attitude. She, okay. she, has, she has an attitude. I mean, you could deal with it a little bit, but if she's not, I mean, you kind of just. <laughs> you got to work a little harder at uh, it. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a whole little thing. You know, that's just this locker room talk. Uh, I'm just, you just know, saying. But, I mean, but why put yourself in that predicament? Because here's the thing. You don't know, and I'll, and I'll go back to this again. The things you do today will affect you down the road. Like, I look at some guys who, you know, I've, I've been – fortunate to play with some really great players and I you know there's guys that you know you want to get back into coaching or you want to do certain things a lot of things that you do right now will affect you down the road when you come back to this place and say I want a front office job or I want I want a coaching job yeah we, you know, re- we remember you. you we remember or you know you look at uh you know, I, I, it's funny, funny story. I was look, I was watching. Uh, I, I love those crime shows. You know, uh, <laughs> Forensic Files, New Detectives, Forty Eight Hours Mystery. But I, I don't like the, 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 the TV show. The drama. I, like I, the real I, ones, I like the documentary of. ones. Okay. Um. So I was watching one of those the other day, and the evidence didn't necessarily point to uh, the guy killing his his wife, mm-hmm. but the problem was. The reason why he was he put himself in a bad predicament because he had had a history of be abusing wives. He's almost like his uh-huh. fifth marriage. He had a history of abusing wives, and I thought to myself, those are things which people don't understand. The things you do previously will affect you in the present, and the judgments they make, and about then the you. judgments that people make about you yeah. because you have a history of that. Because here's the thing: for the most part, people don't people change, but they don't. They're always who they are. Tell the Randy Moss story. You've told it a couple other times here. Talk about how what he did when he was younger and how, even though he was able to come back, he overcame the odds and then went through all these antics and did all this stuff and, of course, had a great career. He still missed. He could have had an even bigger career. He missed money. He missed years. Well, he missed – I wouldn't say he missed years, but just that going back to the things that you do previously when he had some issues uh, in high school with some with, – you know, with his girlfriend or whatever. I, I don't want to get into – the logistics of the situation. He screwed up in high school. Yeah, but the logistics of the deal. But I don't, you know, I don't want to. I have to be careful about certain things I say sure, because right, I do right. know this guy. So okay, and I, I don't want to. But you know, some things that, and I, I think if you asked him, he'd probably say, you know, maybe I, I might have made a mistake. You know, at at that time. So he had to fight harder to come back. Well, he, he had to fight harder. I mean, you know, he he was at uh, he was at you know, originally you know signed with uh, Florida State out of high school and was actually there, and then by about and had to release him. And then he went to uh, went to Mar- went to Marshall right after that, which is not a, known no, no, for a big powerhouse football no, but, program. But but yeah. not bad football. And then you know he finished goes on finishes second in the Heisman voting that year behind Charles Woodson, who uh, ended up having a Hall of Fame career in the NFL himself. You know you know, but I, he dropped spots mm-hmm. in in the draft because of it. I mean, some people might not admit to it, but hands down, he was the best player in that draft. Mm-hmm. Hands down, the best player in that draft. So his off the field, 
problems influenced his position, which translated into dollars and always because the lower the lower draft that you go, the less and less the money. And you become. never get that money you back. You never you never get. I mean, you you can go. You can make all the money in the world, but you could have made more. <laughs> you can make a hundred million bucks, but I promise you, that's money that you'll never get back. And right. you know what? You have to always tell yourself this too. You know, I always tell young people, use the game. And what I mean by use the game is sports can give you a lifestyle that nothing else can. You get an opportunity. Fairy to, tale lifestyle. Exactly. You, you get an opportunity to, you know, I, I'll go back to when I was in college. You know, if you're struggling in a class and you're just a, a normal student, mm-hmm. I mean, not, not, not many students have money to begin with. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're all living off, you know, the, the, the. Mom and dad we, or the dollars we made we, at McDonald's or whatever. We, we have meager accommodations. <laughs> yeah, okay? right. But when, you, when you're on a college campus and, you, and you're struggling in a class, what do you do? You ask the teacher for a little bit of extra help. Sure. You didn't have a whole lot of time. Um, the best thing you can do is go get a tutor. But guess what, though? You're broke and the tutor's broke. So what does she say? She knows you have something. So mm-hmm. guess what? Well, if you're going to use my brain, then you got to pay me. Right. So who has $25 an hour to pay someone to tutor? You better get it in in an hour. But if you're struggling, it's tough. But mm-hmm. you know what, though? If you're an athlete, guess what? Um, excuse me. You know, uh, such and such, you know, uh, I, I'll say I'll say Ludlow Lawson was his name when I was at Georgia or, or Susan Leahy. I'll say, you know what, Mr. Lawson, Mr. Leahy, can I can I get uh, I need a tutor for, you know, you know, biochem. Mm hmm. Karif, no problem. We want to keep you on the field. No, n- n- no problem. We'll get, and then that's part of the, the athletic setup, so they'll get a tutor. Wow. I could say, hey, it's this person in the class, and they can put them on the payroll for me for that semester to try to get me some extra help. So you've got resources that you, other you kids have, You have resources, so I always tell guys, take advantage of that. Use it. Take advantage of it because it, you, you don't realize the situation that you're in. And then the worst part about it is to walk off a of campus the best thing and the, the worst thing for you to just walk off the campus. I just graduated from from University of Georgia or, or USC or mm-hmm. Texas or Florida or Ohio State or you always keep throwing in Ohio State, well, Michigan, I just, Michigan. You know, we I, get that well, I, you know, I just throw that in because you know, I did. There are certain programs I just have the utmost. I mean, Michigan's one of them, but I, you can't say both of them no. in the same sentence. No, that see, you, I got upset when that you will said cause, that. I went, to, I went to Michigan. That'll folks. cause the lose listeners if I say them both at the same time. But if it wasn't for sports, though, that wouldn't be a bad thing. Though. So look what sports does. To there you us. go. But, you know, to walk off a campus with a, with a diploma, the, the, the best thing is to walk off with that piece of paper that says, hey, I can, I can hack it. That's what it says. Can't take it from you no yeah, matter what happens I, I, after I, that. I can hack it. Yeah. But the, on the other hand, you do have another piece of paper coming, and it's got a bill on it, mm. and it's got some zeros on it. Yeah, there. <laughs> a lot of them. It's got, it's got a few, quite a few zeros. hundred grand to yeah, get and out that's, of and, like and then, and then you And then you have to pay that back. But when you're an athlete, you know, you're on a scholarship, that's money you don't have to pay back. Wow. So take advantage. Free education. Exactly. Take advantage of those opportunities that you have. You mentioned one other one here, and you mentioned, you know, I know you're trying to be polite because you, you actually know Randy Moss, but, uh, you know, it was a situation, we'll just say, with a girl. The other day, uh, Leroy Irvin was on, and he's saying, you know, I would have never even gotten to college. I would have never gotten to be a pro player had the guy ahead of me in high school not dropped out over a girl. He basically had some other guy that was better than him, he thought, 
And when this guy decided to get married or run off or whatever he did with this girl. And he's not even with the girl anymore. Not even wow. with the girl anymore here. So, gee, he gave up a life career for what he thought was so well, important at that well, moment. Well, you, you, you don't know if that would have translated into that situation. Maybe and it just, that's just kind of where that it played itself Could out. Could have been, though. Could yeah, it's just kind of where it played itself out at the same time. But you are, I'm sh- but as a, as, a, as a person like Leroy Irvin, you'll look back and say, hey, you know, that guy opened the door for you, me. You opened the door for him. And maybe the guy says himself, too, I, I did that. But, you know, what's going to happen is going to happen. I'm just saying that you have some choices. You're a young no, you, kid. You, and you, you, always have, you always have choices. But I always tell people, look, man, young people, you live your life first. You can always come back to well, what is meant to be will be. You know, you don't need to rush into something when you're when you're when you're 16 years old. You're trying right. to make a life decision. Right. You know, the, the 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 single most important decision you'll ever make in your life, and this is just this, this is really for an athlete. It's the single most important decision you'll make. You've got 25 colleges that have offered you a scholarship. Okay, right. Texas, Michigan, Florida. You know, Georgia, South Carolina, USC, Washington, Oregon State, right. Oregon, you know, Arizona State, uh, Alabama, Auburn. Right. You know, you have all those schools, which you cannot go wrong with either one of them. Minute left. Go ahead. How do you make that decision? You have to something you have to really think through because this is life altering. And that's what we're going to talk about in future editions of this. Uh, it, we just wanted to give you some sense of who Karif was. The he's just like all of you listening out there. He had a dream. He had some ability. He took it as far as he could, and then he discovered this whole new passion and purpose to get into coaching. And now he's taking others to that next level, showing them how to get it done. That's what this show is all about. So thank you for sharing that with us. I know it's not easy to go back and talk about some of this stuff here. No, no, it's, it's, it's actually fun. You know, GetItDoneSports.com for all your speed and agility and college recruiting needs. GetItDoneSports.com. And your camps actually are all about you bring in college coaches and you gather the kids and you're sort of the conduit between the two so these kids facilitator yes to come in give kids an opportunity like i said i want to give kids the opportunity to succeed you know and we start them off young you know with the flag leagues and Mm -hmm. the little youth camps and the training to try to get them to you know buy into what we've got going on because here's the thing for for any of this to work you got to have listeners yeah. If the kids don't listen, they don't. You got to get them to gravitate to what you're doing. But you have to use that in a positive light. I see too many people taking advantage of young people, and to me, that's just not right. Well, we hope we're going to develop a lot of listeners for you here at Voice America and elsewhere, and through that, teach people how to get it done and get all they can out of whatever their career is meant to be. Thank you so much. Thanks again for listening to Get It Done Sports Radio, featuring host Karif Bird. Be sure to tune in again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Until then, make it an amazing week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. 
visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.